we talk about the Day of Atonement, we're uh, getting ready to talk about that crimson thread. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's an amazing story. You might have heard bits of it before. The whole story is, I don't know, I think fascinating. Beginning with the death and resurrection of Jesus, the strip of scarlet dyed wool that was tied to the head of the scapegoat. And, of course, they took him out into wilderness, and it turned white. So it was scarlet red turned white. It was a miracle, right? And eventually, of course, they were throwing him off a cliff. So I guess they had to go down and recapture the, the white. But there was a point where it never again turned white as a sign that the sins of the people were forgiven. In other words, they could do all the ritual but get none of the forgiveness. Mm. Now, this is from the Talmud, which is the oral law that they wrote. For, of course, no longer oral law because they wrote it down, but the Talmud was the oral law. law bears record to a spiritual decay among the people. Now, this is after the time of Jesus, such that murders became so widespread that the Sanhedrin ceased to adjudicate capital crimes such as homicide. You know you're in a bad season when murder is no longer a crime. The miracle of the thread turning white was to show them and us that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us. So this is not just some random thing, but this was a miracle that happened. And I mean, you got to think about this. This is a scarlet strip of cloth that's going to turn white because you do what God tells you to do. And it's so that we as Christians now can have the confidence that when we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive them. Mm. This is a reminder. When Jesus died on the cross, it tore the curtain forever and a permanent sacrifice was made and accepted for everyone forever so that when we come to him and say, will you forgive our sins, it turns white. In this case, we do. Jesus wasn't just another sacrifice for the sins of man. Hebrews 9 describes the incomparable effect of his sacrifice. For Christ has not entered the holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true, but to heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us, not that he should offer himself often as the high priest enters the most holy place every year with the blood of another. He would then he then would have had to suffer often since the foundation of the world, but now once at the end of the ages he's appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Now, Orthodox Judaism records in Tracta Yoma 39 of the Talmud that from 30 AD, all right, they just, they, they don't say why, they just say 30 AD, but so you know, that was when Jesus was crucified. Mm -hmm. Until 70 AD, that was when the temple was destroyed. God no longer accepted the animal sacrifices commanded for the Day of Atonement. In other words, it never turned white again. Whew. After Jesus rose, died and rose again. Yeah. This is them saying this. And this is not us. Since the time of Moses and Aaron, the high priest would cast lots for the two goats, which were to be offered at, on sacrifices on Yom Kippur. Just as a reminder, one lot for the goat to be sacrificed on the altar for God. The other was Azazel for the goat cast in the wilderness, the scapegoat for the removal of sins. As the priest cast the lot, he found it in his right hand that it was a good omen indicating that God had accepted the sacrifice. However, if the high priest drew it out in his left hand, this indicated God's displeasure and rejection of the sacrifice. This is just one of their rituals that they had as a high priest. During the tenure of Shimon Hasadik, the lot for God always arose in the high priest's right hand. But during the 40 years prior to the destruction of the second temple, the lot for God did not arise in the high priest's hand at all. So not just the strip, but also this lot casting. The same result for 40 years. 
A lot cast into the left hand carries a statistical probability of over one in a trillion chance. So, too, the strip of crimson wool that was tied to the head of the goat that was sent to Azelzel did not turn white, indicating that the sins of the people had been forgiven. It, they had not been forgiven. And the westernmost lamp of the candelabrum did not burn continually as a sign that God's presence rested upon the nation. And also, <laughs> this is a tough 40 years, during the tenure of Shimon Hazadik, the fire on the arrangement of wood on the altar kept going strongly, perpetually by itself, such that the priest did not need to bring additional wood. But, of course, after the crucifixion, from then onward, the priest could not avoid bringing wood to the arrangement throughout the entire day. Now, it's clear that for Orthodox Judaism to make such notations in the Talmud, dealing with a lot of the wool strip, the lamp, the wood on the altar, meant that they believed something of major significance that had taken place which demanded an explanation relating to the most Christophal, crystal, uh, critical festival sacrifice. Changes to the lot, the wood, the wool strip, or the lamp would all have been considered a significant miraculous sign, but taken together over the same 40-year period meant these events were impossible to ignore. The 40 years were a period of testimony and testing for the Jewish people, to be sure, that the sacrificial system had been completed by the death of Jesus on the cross. 40 is a typical number. It's a type of testing throughout the Bible. While animal sacrifices continued to be offered in the temple while it stood without intending to, the Talmud offered historical support for the significance and reality of the death and resurrection of the Messiah. Apparently, God had established several obvious signs relating to the high priest's actions that everyone could see to know if their sins were forgiven. It was a clear that after the death of Jesus, the sacrificial system was no longer accepted by God for the forgiveness of sins. It just is what it is. One of the more interesting signs included the garments of the high priest. After completing his sacrificial tasks, the garments of the high priest were covered with blood, as you would imagine. Only after this blood was absorbed did Jehovah accept the sacrifice. One Midrash said that as the high priest hung out his garments, a miracle took place in which his garments turned from blood-stained crimson to white, bringing alive, of course, that Isaiah 118 verse. Obviously, those who rejected Yeshua Jesus as their Messiah found themselves in a bad place, uncovered, unforgiven, unatoned. It's not easy for everyone to adjust to no longer having a temple to make sacrifices. And so today... Among some very, very ultra-Orthodox, mind you, Jews, there's a custom of a sort of a scapegoat ceremony that's performed on tonight on the eve of Yom Kippur. In this ceremony, I don't mean to laugh, in this ceremony, verses from Psalm and Job are recited, then you swing a live chicken around your head three times and your family. <laughs> declare this fowl shall be in my place it shall be my atonement my expiation it shall go to death and i shall proceed to a good long life in peace that's a powerful chicken the person's sins are symbolically transferred to the chicken which is then taken to a butcher to be slaughtered and given to the poor so some good comes out of it for their uh for their young poor eve meal yeah they send them to the colonel i guess I <laughs> yeah, so so jewish scholars explain that since the hebrew word givar can mean both man or rooster the punishment of the bird could be substituted for that of a person Stretch. you know if you don't like the way it's written you just change it you just make it up that's what but again that's that's very old ultra ultra orthodox so that's not the average uh, even uh you know the to folks that wear it all black all the time that's hmm. not them. This is hmm. ultra, ultra, ultra orthodox. 
Wow. So there you go. Okay, so we're going to look at some of the, the symbols and what that actually means again. We're going to dig into some of the symbols next. I'm, I'm glad they didn't try to swing the goat around. The, that <laughs> that, that would have been, been difficult. <laughs> yeah.